One thing that I did from the very beginning, which I really wish I could go back in time and undo, was I locked up all my epic content. I locked it up with a key and I threw away the key so barely anybody could get it. Hi friend, welcome to another episode of the Why Can't I podcast. I'm Sarah Hagstrom, plant-based health coach turned life and business coach. My goal for this show is to bring you episodes that have you asking the very important question, one I've been asking myself from a young age, why can't I? Followed by a little bit of watch me. All right, let's dive in. Why can't I nail my business from the beginning? I'm so excited for today's episode. It's going to be so good for those of you who are just starting your business or for those of you who have been at this for a while but aren't seeing the traction you desire. This episode was super fun to record and I know you're going to love it. So let's dive in. I wish I could go back in time and implement all of these things, but I can't. But you can. And so today I want to share things that I would do if I was starting my business from day one. So the first thing that I would do is I would get really clear on what I stand for. When I first started my business, I was looking at what everyone else was doing. Peter and I were just talking about this, how it's it's so hard. I don't want to say it's, it's impossible, but it's so hard not to look at what everyone else is doing when you're just starting out. It's like you you doubt yourself. You feel like they have what you need. You feel like you're missing something. You feel like, oh, let me just look. You're unsure. You're uncertain, right? Um, I, I remember I would watch hours of Marie TV, Marie Forleo, and Pat Flynn, um, and I wanted to do everything exactly like they were doing it. And when the question of which celebrity would you want to have dinner with, I would always think about entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs. I was obsessed. Uh, Peter, over the years, has taught me not to idolize anybody, right? Um, not to put so much pressure on what everybody else has because we all have our own unique gifts and talents. So if I had to do it over again, I would get really clear on what I stand for. So I would be able to answer questions like, what do I want to be known for? What am I for and what am I against? When I was health coaching, I was for a plant-based diet, 100%. I was not here to convince anybody of a plant-based diet. I was here to serve those who were already convinced that a plant-based diet was for them. I was against the keto craze and the fad diets, and I wrote about it. I was for juicing and seasonal eating. I was against, I am against, all these things I still am against, um, everything wrapped in plastic, produce that lasts forever, getting your nutrients from a pill, right? So if I was you, I would get really clear on what you stand for. Maybe you stand for daily prayer. Maybe you stand for giving 10% of your earnings back each month. Your beliefs are part of your business because you are your business. So many of my clients come to me and they're like, well, I don't know if I should share that. I don't know if anybody cares, but what you stand for is what's going to draw in your ideal clients. These are important. So I would get really clear on what you are and aren't a fan of, and I would start sharing this. This will pull in your community, and this will push away those who aren't a right fit. And trust me, you do not want to work with everyone, and you do not want to work with people who don't value the same things you value. Honestly, you probably don't even want them in your groups or in your Facebook page, because if they are 
disagreeing with everything you post, then it's it's going to get in your head. Not always, but for me, it would. It would make me a little bit more self-conscious. It would make me think twice before going live, before posting what I really wanted to say because I knew my aunt, you know, my ex-boyfriend, you know, the people who kind of give me a hard time, you know, this girl who always has something negative to say about my plant-based post, they would come out of the woodwork and start commenting. And I just didn't want to deal with that, right? I'm not a confrontational person. And so I don't want to do that. Um, However, I started deleting them. I started blocking them. I started unfriending them, right? So that way, because if you start worrying about those people who aren't your ideal clients, right, who you don't want to work with, then you're not serving the people who are your ideal clients, who want to hear your message, who want to hear your beliefs, who want to hear what you stand for and what you're against because they feel the same way. Does that make sense? So from the very beginning, I would get really clear on what I do and don't stand for. And I would start sharing that. And honestly, I know a lot of times you might be like, oh, is this related to my business? Is this related to what I do? But if you are a health coach, um, if you are an online business owner, you are your brand and it is related, right? People like to know behind the scenes. They like to know fun stuff about you. They like to know if you're a cat or dog person. Um, they like to know what you're watching on Netflix. Now, you don't want to just be posting that stuff, um, but that stuff, it will, it will pull people in who are really meant to be part of your community. Another thing, Number two, I don't know why I'm numbering these because I'll probably forget what number we're on by the next one, but I'm saying number two. (laughs) Number two, put blinders on, right? Instead of consuming everything, start creating everything. There was a saying back when Peter and I first started, I don't hear it as often, but I still run run across it every once in a while. Content is king, right? Content, the things you're creating, your daily message posts, your podcast, your Instagram posts, your trainings, your videos, your courses, your programs, that is king. That's how people are going to get results. That's how they're going to get to know you. And if you are spending all of your time consuming what everybody else is doing, you don't have a lot of time to create things, create things that make an impact for people, right? This is where unique ideas come from. They come from you. So whether you're um, always on Instagram or on Facebook or always listening to podcasts or snooping other people's websites, you're going to start sounding like them, whether you mean to or not. Most of the time we don't. That happens to me too, right? Um, When I started this podcast, I listened to the lady gang a lot and I noticed, you know, how I was pausing and how I was talking started to sound like them. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. I want to be unique. I am unique. You're unique, right? So One thing that I do is um, anytime I'm getting ready, I mean, like now I have this so ingrained in me, but anytime I'm working on a new course, a new program, putting out this podcast, I stop listening and consuming most content from other people, but very... I'm very intentional about not consuming content from people who are in the same industry as me um, because I don't want to sound like them. And it's easy to do whether we mean it or not. So that w- that's what I would recommend. I would definitely recommend you put blinders on and start creating more content than you are consuming um, because that is really what is going to make you stand out. And if you are um, like me, when I started my business, it's like, uh, 
I don't really want to be myself. I want to be like somebody else. I don't I don't like the way that I sound. I want to sound like somebody else. For me, I was always obsessed with the Australian accent. It's so beautiful. I could listen to it all day, you know, um, but that's not me. And so what I had to do is I had to do my own work. I had to work on myself, on healing my relationship with myself and realizing that I'm good enough just the way I am. So if you're like, yeah, I don't really want to show up as myself. I don't love myself. Um, whether you think that or maybe how you're showing up is showing you, okay, maybe I don't love myself as much as I could or would like to, um, then I would recommend checking out um, the book, I Can Heal My Life. It was a game changer for me. She talks a lot about affirmations. I will put it in the show notes. I will also put some other mindset books that I like in the show notes because Honestly, if you're going to have a successful online business, any business really, you're going to have to do a lot of self-work, a lot of healing. So um, put the blinders on, be yourself, highly recommend. I would do that from day one instead of consuming hours and hours of content. Oh, so guilty. I would spend hours and hours creating content, finding my own voice. And honestly, I look back at some of our old emails. That's that's a cool thing about saving it. Um, a lot of times, like I don't know about you guys, for those of you who have been working on your health and maybe weight loss, I have like I had pictures of um, when I was heavier, when I was, I don't know, I would say like 11 and 12 was when I was at my heaviest weight. I was eating fast food. I was really unhappy, just didn't have a lot of friends. Um, and I would find a photo and then I would rip it up, you know? And so now with our business, I have emails from back in the day and I read them and I'm like, that doesn't even sound like me, um, you know? And my voice has changed so much in my writing and in my content over the years. And the same will happen to you. But the more you create, the better you're going to get, right? But if you're just consuming, you're not giving yourself a chance to to hone your voice and, and your talents and your unique perspective. So definitely more creating, less consumption. Okay, the next thing that I would do right from the get-go, number three, I would hire a coach right away. I think we waited two to three years before hiring a coach. I'm stubborn as heck. And I thought because we went plant-based on our own, of course, I could start a business and help people on my own. I could figure this out. There's so much free content online, insert spending hours and hours consuming and not creating um, that I thought we could just do it ourselves. And we ended up going into debt and spinning our wheels and wasting time for two to three years. So if I had to do it again, I would hire a coach as soon as I knew I wanted to run an online business. Now, how to find a coach is a whole different dealio. I did a video that I'll link in the show notes a while ago because a few clients were coming to me before they signed up to work with me feeling like they'd been burned from coaches before, feeling like they they didn't get what they were promised. And so definitely you have to do your due diligence to find the right coach. And I have some tips on that. My advice, um, though, I'll share the video and you guys can learn a little bit more there. But my advice to you would be to find a coach you like. I know it sounds so obvious, but when I was first getting started and looking for help, I ended up spending not not a big sum of money, probably like $400, $500 on a coach that I, if I'm being honest, I didn't like. I didn't like how she ran her business. I didn't like her vibe, her energy. She just wasn't a good fit for me. And so find a coach that you like. And then I also highly recommend 
finding a coach that offers one-on-one coaching that you can get one-on-one time with that coach to ask questions, to get feedback, for them to look at your content. Yeah, it's going to be more expensive, but you need someone one-on-one to make sure you're on the right track and to really gain clarity because it's really easy to convince yourself you're on the right track. It's really easy to get lost in a group setting. And so I do offer one-on-one business coaching to new coaches. So if you want more info on that, you can send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook or check out my website, plantbasedcoach.biz, and we can see if we would be a good fit. But definitely from day one, I would hire a coach, a one-on-one coach. Okay, number four, I would utilize a video and even better live video. I would say do this at least once a week from day one. Let people see you, let them hear you, let them know how to pronounce your name if you have a complicated name, um, let them know what you do and how you do it. Video allows us to see that you're a real person. I mean, it's the internet and if someone's gonna pay you, they have to know that you're a real person. And when it comes to video, I really want you guys to not overdo it and kill yourself. I had one client, she's like, I'm going to do a a video every single day. Every day I'm going to do a live video, which is fine. But the thing is, you want quality. You want quality over quantity. You want it to be really good, meaning you're in good energy. You're in a high vibrational place. You want to do it. You have a good idea for a topic and you're not just doing it to say that you've done it, right? Um, And I'm not saying that, because I feel like sometimes people get this wrong. It's not that you're always gonna wanna work and you're gonna have all these ideas and you're gonna, life is always gonna be going great and you always have to show like the positive side of running a business. If you follow me on Instagram, you know like it's not always rainbows, it's not always easy. Sometimes it is difficult, but you still have to show up and you have to share that. But if if you put this pressure on yourself, I have to do a video Every single day, Sarah said, every day I have to do a live video um, and you really don't want to do a live video and you just feel like you actually need to take a break or you need to write or, you know, you have so much going on already and then you show up and you just have terrible energy. You don't really want to be there and this is the first time somebody's watching you on video. They might get the wrong impression like, oh, like she's really cranky. Like I can't work with a cranky person. You know what I mean? So more isn't always better. Um, the main thing with video is you want to let people get a chance to hear you, to see you, to get to know you. And video is a great way to do that because, you know, we all have quirky mannerisms that don't always come across in writing, don't always come across in our pictures. Sometimes we post the best pictures and then we get on video and people are like, oh my gosh, she has purple hair like me. I don't have purple hair, but um, I have been surprised where I get on video with a client. I'm like, wow. She doesn't look like any of the photos she was posting. Like, am I on with the right client? You know, so you don't want that. You don't want that if people are paying you, if you're going to get on a video call, you want people to have an idea of what they're getting into ahead of time. I'm interrupting this episode real quick to let you know how you can get my morning routine mini course for free. All you have to do is share a picture of the Why Can't I podcast on social, tag me so I can see it at Sarah underscore Hagstrom and write a five-star review on iTunes. Once you do that, I'll give you instant access to my best-selling morning routine mini course. And yes, it has my famous fat burning latte recipe, which I'm always drinking and talking about on Instagram. All right, back to the show. Okay, this is a really, 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 really good one. I think you guys are going to like it. So 
I would give my best content away for free. One thing that I did from the very beginning, which I really wish I could go back in time and undo was I locked up all my epic content. I locked it up with a key and I threw away the key so barely anybody could get it. What I mean by that is if you wanted to get my weight loss plans, you had to pay. If you wanted to see um, me cooking, you had to sign up for my membership. You know, if you wanted to learn a little bit about more about me, you had to put in your email, right? And so while I'm all about, um, you know, charging and having offers and having courses, that's how you're going to make money. I'm a big fan of giving it all away from the beginning, from the very beginning, giving your best stuff away for free, not locking it up, not having people put in their name and email, not having people pay for it at the beginning, because honestly, there's always more to give. You can always go deeper. And the more people who see how talented and knowledgeable you are from the start, the more people that will hire you. So What I mean by this is I ran a membership site for a few years where I would do cooking demonstrations inside of the membership site. I would give them everything, all of my resources. I would get on coaching calls with them. I would do group calls, just so much value, so much value, so much value. Um, And I had about 40 to 50 people in there and they would get to see it and they would then sign up for all of my other programs and services and coaching one-on-one with me, right? Um, But if I didn't lock all that up and instead I did live cooking demonstrations on my Facebook page, which I recommend you guys doing, right? If I shared my weight loss action plans on my Facebook page, in my emails, um, I made it shareable, then more people would see it and see all of the value that I provided, all of the amazing content, they would get results. And when people get results, when people get wins, they're hooked. They want more. They're so grateful for you, right? So that's what I would do. And a lot of people are afraid to give it all away. I was, it's it's normal, right? We think if we give this away, what else do we have to give? But you have so much more to give, right? I think one of the, the biggest things for health coaches is you share all this great content, you help people get results, but it's not customized. It's not customized to exactly what they're going through in their life right now. They don't have instant access to you, right? They can't ask their really specific questions that they're probably too embarrassed to write about. But when they're working with you one-on-one um, or they're going through one of your programs, then they have the space for that. And, and you've already provided so much value that they're confident that paying you will just mean more value and more content. So I would definitely make it easier for people to get my best content if I was doing this all over again, it's going to help you grow so much faster. It's going to get your name out there. It's going to get people talking to you, people talking about you, and that's what you want. That's free organic marketing, creating really great content and making it easy for people to get and consume and implement. All right, I don't know what number we're on, but the next one is going to be, I would find my strength, what I'm really good at right away. I would really hone in on paying attention to that so then I can go sh- I can go strong with that. I can spend a lot more time on that. So some people are really great at writing. It flows, the words sound great, the content sounds really good, it draws people in. Others are great at creating shareable content, content that goes viral. Others are great on video. So I would figure out one to two areas you really shine and go heavy on those. One of my clients is 
so good on video. She shows up so authentically. It, it, everything flows out of her mouth naturally. She's very enticing. I, I can't stop watching her. Um, but she's scared to get on video, right? So you might have a platform where you're, you're really good and people really like it, but it makes you uncomfortable. It makes you a little bit nervous, right? So work through that. That's what we're doing. We're working through it. What I, what I recommend is paying attention to what content you put out that does well. You know, see what emails you send out, see what Instagram posts do well, like really start paying attention because it is a business. You know, so many women will tell me like, oh, like, I don't want it to be so serious. I don't want to care about the numbers and the likes and all of that. But at the end of the day, if you want to make money online, you do have to pay attention to those things because that is the business aspect of your business. Like that's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to increase your income. And so you might not always be the one who's paying attention to the numbers, but at the beginning for most of us, we have to do all the things. And it actually, I think it makes us stronger when we do all of those things, because then when we hire help, then we can speak from a place of knowledge because, hey, I used to do that. I used to pay attention to what kind of posted better. I used to pay attention to, to what people really were asking for, what I was really good at, where my strengths were. So I would recommend doing that and also ask your coach, you know, hey, what do you think my strengths are? Because I see it in my clients all the time. I watch them. I consume their content. I give them feedback. And it's really apparent to me where they really shine. Um, and then you can even ask your friends too, you know, like what content do you think I do that I put out that does really well? Like, do you like seeing me on video? Do you like listening to me on audio? Do you like the images I create, you know, getting feedback and and, and that's something that I also recommend doing is, um, is asking for feedback. So this one that I'm going to share next is asking your audience for everything. Ask them so many questions. Ask them for their input. Really communicate with them. So it kind of goes with the last one when I was saying, you know, like asking your coach and your friends for feedback, but also ask your audience. Now, I'm not saying ask them a million questions every day because that can get annoying, but um, be asking them stuff every single day. So your audience, that's who you're here to serve, right? They are your community. They're who are going to buy your programs, sign up for coaching with you, spread the word about you, be your biggest cheerleaders. I'm so grateful for you listening. You listening right now, you are part of this community. Community, right? Um, and so you'll find on my Instagram stories, on my Facebook page, in my Facebook group, I'm always asking questions. So, but I didn't do this from the beginning. If I was to do it over again, I would ask more questions. So I would ask them what they think. I do this now. I ask you guys what you think. I write a post and I say, hey, was this helpful? Did you like this? Right? Um, and then I pay attention. How many people said that they liked it? Not because I care about likes, but because I care about impact and having an impact and helping you get results, helping you live the life you want doing work you love. I want you to be healthy and happy and do work you love. That's my mission, right? And so if I'm putting out content and you're like, this is making me feel like crap. No, this wasn't helpful. This was leaving me more confused, right? I never want you guys to say that. But if you do, I need to take note of it so I can do a better job of creating content that actually helps you get the results that I'm trying to help you get, right? That helps you feel better, that helps you feel happier and helps you do the work that you love. And I can't do that unless I'm asking for feedback. So that's one way, right? You can write content and then ask for feedback. Did you like this? Was this helpful? Um, you can also ask them questions like, 
What would you like to learn from me? What's one thing you're struggling with when it comes to, insert the area that you're an expert in, what's what's one thing you're struggling with right now when it comes to your weight? What's one thing you're struggling with right now when it comes to your diet? What's one thing you're struggling with right now when it comes to your energy that you would love support with, right? Asking questions like that. Um, and then another thing that is kind of scary to do, and I think that's why I avoided it for a while, but Ask them if they want your new program before you create it. I think this happens where we think, and this is so crazy, we think if I ask them if they want my program before I create it, then they'll say no, and then I won't get to create it, and I really want to create it. But what happens is if you ask them if they want it and they say no and then you create it and then they don't buy, trust me, you feel even worse. You feel even worse because you spent all this time creating a program that people don't want instead of just finding out up front if they want it or not. And if they don't want it, figuring out what if they don't want it, what you can do instead is you can figure out what they do want and you can create that, right? And then that feels really good because you created a program that you're excited about, that they want, that they buy, that they use, that they get results. And that feels a lot better than creating something just because you want to create it that nobody then uses and then you feel really crappy. Speaking for a friend, I've, I've never done that a million times. Yes, I have. Um, so... What I recommend is ask them if they want your program before you create it. However, here is a caveat. Most people do not want a healthy lifestyle program. And I'm going to talk about this more in my podcast, how to promote your programs. If you've worked with me, you know all about this. But when asking people if they want your new program, make it sound good. Make it sound how like make it sound like something that they would want think about their pain points you know um we get so excited about our programs because we know all about it we know how it's going to help them we know that they need it but we can't just say hey this is my 12 week healthy lifestyle program i'm so excited about it like would you love to pay me for this we no 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 um but if you frame it in a way where it's like would you love to lose weight on a plant-based diet? Would you love to know exactly what to eat? Would you love to save time? Would you love to have that energy to run the marathon you've always wanted to run? I'm thinking about creating a program that covers exactly what to eat to lose weight so you can run your first marathon. And I'm going to put it on sale next week, but I just need to know like how many people would be interested in it. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be interested in it, you know? Frame it in a way that speaks to their pain point, that speaks to what they really want. But but listen, because if they're all like, no, then you can say, and you guys getting feedback, super helpful, right? Because if everybody does say, like, I would even say, like, would you be interested in, in this? Yes or no? Like, I'm open to all opinions. Then when they are saying no, you can say, well, what would you be interested in instead? Well, what are you struggling with? Well, what would you like to see from me, right? Um, having that community is so powerful because then you can have this dialogue and you can ask these questions that allows you to help them. So I would do that and just remember, you know, like I know it's scary to put yourself out there and, and ask these types of questions, especially when it comes to your programs and services. But, but just know if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. You'll never get any feedback and you won't be able to make progress. So now on these days, and if I was starting over, I would ask my audience about everything. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Okay, last thing I want to share with you. The one thing that I did write 
the one and only thing, just kidding. The one thing that I did right that I would do again if I was starting over was I treated my business like a business from day one. Although I didn't invest in a coach soon enough, I did invest in nice programs, nice software. Um, I invested in different platforms. Um, I invested my time. I showed up every day like it was my full-time job. I set business hours when I would work every single day. Peter and I, even when we were working jobs every single morning, we would get up at 5 a.m. and we would do like courses that we bought together, journaling, and then every evening we would implement after we got off work from 5 to 7 p.m. That was our Those were our power hours where we would implement everything. We would work on the weekends. And so what I see a lot of women doing is like like really wanting it. Like I see you want it, but then what they do is they – they treat it like it might not work out, right? Um, so an example of this would be like using all the free software platforms, even though it's kind of janky and doesn't always work and it's harder to use and you got to put your name and email and everything before you can get anywhere. And um, I see them lining up side jobs, right? Instead of spending time in their business, it's like, yeah, I need to make some more money. So instead of working on a course that I could put out, I'm going to go um, look on Craigslist for a part-time gig or do some baby babysitting or not investing, right? I don't want to spend $2,000 because like, what if it doesn't work out, you know? And, and what happens is when you have that mindset of what if it doesn't work out, you're not all in, you're not showing the universe you're committed. You're not showing everybody who's watching you like, oh, should I sign up with this lady? Like they're watching you. You might not think it, but more people are watching your content and your posts and your stories than you think. Um, and when you do that, you're, you're telling yourself, I don't believe in myself. I don't believe in this business. You're you're telling the universe, I'm not all in. I'm not committed. You're telling your partner, hey, I'm, I'm still looking for a side job. Um, and again, not that a side job isn't needed. Like only you know what what responsibilities you have. But I will tell you this. When I left my part-time job, um, I wasn't making the amount I wanted to. I think I wanted to be making $5,000 a month before I left my part-time job, but I left early. And what happened was I ended up making the $5,000 I needed to sustain myself. And the reason that I was able to do that was because I had to do that. I didn't have another choice. I I quit my job. I couldn't work there anymore. And I said, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm fully committed and I'm showing up and it's going to work. And I have no other option. I have no plan B. This is the plan. This is the only plan, right? So if you treat your business like a hobby, it's going to be a hobby. But if you treat your business like a business, it will be a business. And business, it requires heart, soul, passion. It, It does. It requires money. It does. And it also requires your time. And if you give it those things, you're going to be just fine. Oh, so good. So I hope you love this episode. I would love to hear your big takeaways, which of these you are going to implement. Tag me on social media. And if you love this episode, leave a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. All right. Until next time.